0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. I am once again reading Little Women and joined by Kendra from the West Coast Booksters. Um, I really hope you all are enjoying uh, these episodes on Little Women. I know there's quite a few of them, and there is going to be quite a few of them. I mean, I guess this is only episode four, but four? I think four. Yeah, four. It's only episode four, and... Um, There's going to be quite a few of them because this is a pretty hefty book, so there is going to be a lot to talk about, Um, but I hope you all are enjoying them and that you are having as much fun listening to them as I am talking about them. But yeah, so if you haven't listened to the episodes before this, please be sure to go back and do that because these are um, spoiler-inclusive And it goes through the whole plot. So you want to start at episode one and then work your way back with all of these. So that's all I have for you guys in this little intro. I hope you all enjoy. And I will catch you guys in the episode. um so then chapter 12 camp lawrence so beth is handing out mail to everyone um essentially the mail is all gifts from Lori because they don't really get any other mail and i was like that's cute so her mother also wrote a letter to joe saying that she's uh can see that she's trying to tame her temper and that she's very proud of her which i was like aww and then Lori also invited – this is another filler chapter, too. Like, I'm thinking it's, like, in every other chapter
1: kind of situation. I'm trying to wonder, like, what was she thinking when she made the – like, is this supposed to be, like, a personality type, like, thing? But go on.
0: I don't know. I was thinking, like, maybe it's, like, you have to break up the lessons, you know? Um, But
1: a lesson, fun. A lesson, fun. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what it feels like their uh, MO is a little bit. So
0: Lori invited everyone to come over and meet his friends and everyone, well, I think he really only invited the two older girls. Cause I don't think the two younger girls came. So uh, they're headed over now and uh, the two older girls are in boats and seem to having, be having a good time. They make it to the tent that Lori set up and they're playing some kind of game thing. I just really did not understand any of the games that they were playing. Like one was like truths right and they were like just telling like truths about things it's like okay like you can still lie like I don't know if you know
1: that we can still like lie maybe it was I don't know maybe they had stricter rules back then I don't know (laughs) I was like yeah
0: okay sure I'll tell you that I'm telling the truth am I telling the truth no but you know you don't know that um so one of the boys on the other team cheated, but Joe tried to keep her temper in check because like this is the lesson that she's learning right now. Um, then they finished their lunch and continued playing games. So now they're doing this thing where each person has to continue the story. And like I did this as a kid where you would do like one word and everyone has to say like a word and continue on the story but they are like paragraphs and then like the next person starts up again like I ended up just skimming over it I didn't even read the whole thing
1: yeah it was I don't well I mean writers do this on Facebook where somebody starts with like two or three sentences and then somebody in the comments continues on Mm -hmm. so I don't know I guess I could see it happening but I don't know it wasn't a very good story (laughs) yeah that's <laughs> why I was like I
0: was, I was reading it and I was like mm, I'm just gonna skip but it's like I felt like the kids were kind of just um what is it like they won't just hang out and sit still and, like hang out with their friends like when usually when you hang out with your friends you like talk but like you don't invent games to entertain you you know and I was like mm, that's kind of weird so uh, they're playing truth and Lori says that he thinks Meg is prettier, but he likes Joe the best. And I was like, all right, buddy. Um,
1: That's the way to get to her heart. Yeah. I'm like,
0: there you go. You've got it. Like uh, Miss Kate is talking down to all the girls and she's like super privileged. And it's like one of Lori's friends. And I was just not really enjoying anytime she spoke um oh i guess all the girls did come so beth is talking to frank about hunting and such uh ned sounds like he might kind of be interested in meg uh but
1: nothing really comes of it and everyone seems to have gotten along well and oh my god are um sally moffitt and ned moffitt related annie's last name is moffitt sally's
0: last name is something else Oh. Because Sally isn't...
1: I'm wondering... Sally if... and
0: Annie were friends, and they... Uh, Sally... Or Annie is rich, and Sally's, like, kind of rich, but like, not as rich as Annie. So I think Ned and Annie are siblings, but Sally's just a friend. Oh, okay. I'm just putting this together. Like, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, until I just said out loud that Ned was there, I did not realize who ned was but she like says that ned and sally are married and i was like okay like am i supposed to care but now like oh ned's loaded okay <laughs> <laughs> now i care i guess um so chapter 13 castles in the air immediately starting the chapter out Lori is just like hanging out in a hammock for some reason I was like that's kind of how i want to spend my days like i love hammocking i would rather just be sitting in a hammock hanging out right now so as he's laying in the hammock he sees all of the march girls leaving and he's kind of confused why he wasn't invited and he's like oh maybe they forgot like the key to the boat so he's like oh i'll go you know like meet up with them and help them bring the key and you know then they don't have to come back And he's like, why was I invited? So he goes and follows him out there. And all the girls are just like sitting and relaxing in the woods. And he's like, huh, this is not what I thought was going to happen. So Lori asks if he can join or if uh, he would be a bother. And Joe says, of course he could join. And um, they really just didn't invite him because they thought he wouldn't enjoy just like sitting there and hanging out
1: so joe tells- oh, this is the chapter where he gets like really whiny and mm-hmm. and um what is it when they're like attached to you at the hip
0: oh um i forget what that word is
1: anyways so yeah. i yeah this is the one where clingy. i'm also clingy and it is uh, okay yeah go on.
0: <laughs> so joe tells him that they're actually playing pilgrims while they're outside because they're bringing their work outdoors and they call this spot the delectable mountain
1: i was like okay um then they like i thought it would get like a little scandalous but no it didn't yeah
0: no they like talk about like getting into heaven for like 30 seconds and then they're like talking about their future and like their quote castles like there's a lot of symbolism that they're trying to include in this book that just doesn't seem to really work out so they're talking about their hopeful future and Laurie says that he wants to go live in Germany and wants to be a musician. Meg wants to be rich. Joe wants a huge library and wants to be a famous author. Beth wants to live at home because she is perfectly happy. And I'm like, wow, Beth's the best person out of all of this. And then Amy wants to be an art- the best
1: artist in the world. So Joe says... Or they- you can think of it as Beth has no ambition
0: you can also think about it that way but like i want to protect beth she seems sweet and innocent <laughs> so i just want to think the best of her and i'm like oh she's happy and content rather than like you know she doesn't have any ambition which she kind of doesn't but like oh it makes me sad she all annoy
1: me like die all of you
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i like i like joe but i also think that like she's forced into the confines of the time you know, like, I think if Joe was a modern woman, like, a modern person, I would be a lot more interested in her story because I feel like there's a lot more ways you could go with it and, like, seeing her
1: unwrap and unravel as a character. I feel like they're all boring and the only thing <laughs> that had me going was when Meg got really drunk <laughs> and started flirting with everyone, so
0: <laughs> i just feel like... like-
1: <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like they're confined to their time and, like, I like to
0: imagine them what they'd be like now.
1: I mean, Pride and Prejudice had more scandals than this. That's
0: true. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Reading Pride and Prejudice, I was like, ooh, she wrote that book, like, well. Like, that stands the test of time. It's hard, like, for people who don't like that type of writing, though, to read it. But, like, I will say that book had juice. It had spice. For a book that never had anything more than hand touching there there was spice but like this book it's like written for children you know so you gotta like be a little creative because otherwise you're gonna be like uh i will say i take a lot of breaks while reading this book and i don't normally do that with reading
1: oh i fall asleep but i already told you that yeah
0: i take like tiktok breaks while i'm reading it <laughs> which is why i filmed a tiktok at eleven thirty last night but you know Um, so Joe says that in 10 years, they should all meet again and see if they've gotten their wishes. And Lori's grandpa, like, this is where Lori kind of talks about his life. And Lori's grandpa wants him to become an Indian, an India merchant. And Lori's like, no, thank you. And he's hoping he, if he gives his grandfather four years at college, that he'll be able to get out of it. And he says that if there was someone to take care of his grandfather, that he would leave tomorrow like, at this point, Joe's like, yeah, do it. And then Meg, like, starts lecturing him about, like, being a good person and, like, caring for people. And, like, after all that, Lori says he's going to do his best to be a good student and make his grandpa happy. And uh, Meg says, you know, like, I don't mean to be, like, overbearing or, like, lecture you. But, like, you know, you probably should be lectured. And Lori's like, it's fine. Be sisterly. Call me out, I guess. And they ended up being fine, but like it was basically like a whole lecture for like two pages. (laughs) Um, So then Hannah rings a bell for them to come home for tea, and as night comes to a close, Laurie decides that he'll put his dreams on hold to stay with his grandpa because he is all that his grandfather has. Because his grandfather, literally everyone in his life, is dead. So there's that, which I feel bad about. It's like his son, his son's wife, and his granddaughter are all dead.
1: Yeah, he. I think I feel like Laurie because he's so spoiled. He just doesn't see what everybody else sees. Mm-hmm. So he's seen it as, "Oh, my grandfather is here and he's bothering me," but really, it's no. He's not bothering you. It's just literally, you're the only person he has left in the yeah, world. Literally, a fact. And he just he
0: takes it for granted. I think. So, chapter fourteen, secrets. And my first note about this chapter is: I know that the title, like, I know this is gonna be an instant book, but like the title, I was like, "Ooh, spicy!" Like, because I've been reading a lot of adult books recently.
1: I thought so too, and it let me down. Like, yeah,
0: hard. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Joe finishes her manuscript, and she like immediately grabs her manuscript and leaves the house. And she like runs into this building and it turns out Lori happened to have been across the street. And Joe goes into the building and like leaves very quickly and she like looks super red faced and Lori calls her over. Oh,
1: um, I like this whole chapter though, like came off as a thriller because they don't tell you that it's Lori looking at her across the mm-hmm. street. Oh I know. So I got really excited. Like super excited. Mm-hmm. And then it just fell apart from there. <laughs> I know.
0: As soon as it's revealed that I was like, "Then it's Lori, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> never mind. All the spice is out. So Lori doesn't know why Joe's out there, though, because she doesn't tell him right away. And um, he's just kind of like, hmm, why are you here? But as they're like walking and they're walking back home together, Joe says that she sometimes worries Lori will turn out like other rich boys if he... And then if he does, they won't be able to hang out with him anymore because then he's going to be like a dirtbag. And then Laurie says that he'll tell her a secret if she tells him her secret. And Joe's like, okay, fine. So Joe tells Laurie that she's given her stories to the newspaper and Laurie is like super happy for her. So Laurie compares uh, Joe's stories to works of Shakespeare um, and he says that, like, they're a lot better than other things that get published. So he has no doubt in his mind that she will get published in the newspaper. And Laurie says that he knows, um, his secret is that he knows where Meg's glove is. And he whispers three words to Joe, but we, the audience, don't get to find out.
1: And that made me so mad. I knew what it was. You did right off the bat? I did. and And I wasn't. Like, Jessica did not tell me this part of the book, but I knew what it was because I remembered the part whenever they said that they'd given her back her glove, but one was missing and I was like, oh, you know what that means? I didn't know what that meant. I was like, I completely forgot about that
0: part. Like, I had no recollection of this instance. So like when he's like, oh, I know who has her other glove. I'm like, why? Why is this thief in your house? I was like,
1: see, I assumed that they had lost it. But then why give her, why not just say, okay, I lost both of them. Mm -hmm. So whenever she, they had said specifically, oh, they only gave her back one glove. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I know what that means. And then I was thinking back, okay, who was she with Mm -hmm. during this time? There was only two. It was Mr. Brooke and Ned. And there was only one that seemed super, super interested. And that would have been Mr. Brooke. Mm -hmm. I also don't know how old Mr. Brooke is. Oh, yeah. I don't know how old he is either, but I think he's, like, in his 20s. Okay. Like, I want to imagine that he's not that much older, but he also went to
0: college and is a tutor for Lori. So, I'm like, I can't imagine that he's, like, that close to their age. Like, he's got to be at least, like, five or six years older.
1: If he went to college... So, if he went to college, assuming four years. So that's like 22, 23. Yeah.
0: But they also seem to graduate, like, quote, graduate in like when they're like 16. When you think about it. Cause like Lori went to college when he was
1: 16. I have no idea. I haven't been keeping track of their ages. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Well, they started the book. Joe and Lori are the same age. They're 15. And then Lori goes off to college right after they had turned 16. So he's like 16, 17 when they went off to college. When he went off to college. I'm guessing that he's about 16. We'll give, you know, Mr. Brooke the four years of college saying that he went in young, 16. That would make him, what, 22. No, that's wrong.
1: No, 20. 20. He went in.
0: So let's say he's been teaching Lori for, what, five years? He's like 25.
1: Yeah, I think so. So he's not that much older, but he's older. It's like a five, six-year
0: age gap. So it's a little weird, but it's fine, I guess. I'll look over At least it's not horrendous at least he's not like 20 years older than her or something yeah imagine if he was like 50 (laughs) (laughs) no i don't even want to imagine it that's gross i no thank you that that's grooming he's grooming a child no no thank you i don't even want to think about it so gross um old man (laughs) So, as he whispers, and we as the audience don't get to know at this point in time, and we get it revealed to us later, um, Joe says that she is disgusted and wished that um, he hadn't told her, and Joe does not like the idea of someone quote, taking her sister away, unquote. So, yeah. He's just, now Joe went from being very happy to now being very upset. To And then to try and make her happy again, Lori and Joe decide to race down a hill. And then, of course, after they get to the bottom of the hill, Megan happens to walk up after they had just raced and sees Joe, like, super disheveled. And she's, like, very disappointed in Joe.
1: Because she thinks something's going on. Right? I don't know. If she th- I thought she was thinking that,
0: like, you know, you can't run in public. So I don't know if she thought something was going on or, like, she thought... You know, this is not very lady-like of Joe. Okay, just give me this one. Fine, <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> Meg thought something was going on. Confirmed. <laughs> Headcanon. On this podcast, Meg thought they were about to go wow
1: wow <laughs> In the middle because- of the day. <laughs> because later in the book, it does say that they are, like, flirting in the garden. Mm-hmm. And, like, it says that Lori was getting kind of handsy. Or at least that's how I took it. So i'm assuming that they thought something was going on
0: <laughs> yeah we'll let it be we need the spice so um late in the chapter joe's story got published in the paper and she read it out to everyone before telling them who it was and they were all seeming to like it and she's like and it was by me and i was like what did they all say? they hated it so everyone in the family is super excited and then they asked like joe how much she got paid for it and apparently the newspaper doesn't pay beginners i was so mad about this
1: well i mean she's a teenager so that kind of makes sense you kind of feel it out see if people like it see if people buy it for that and read it and then i know she gets paid eventually right Mm -hmm. so
0: i just felt like they were kind of taking advantage of her at this moment
1: they probably were but at the same time I would probably do the same thing. Oh, look, my name is in the paper. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) true.
0: So chapter 15, a telegram. I wonder what's going to (laughs) happen. So uh, Meg decided that November is a terrible month because we just needed the foreshadowing of that. And then Joe says that's why she was born in November. And I was like, mood, honestly, (laughs) same, like... Whatever someone says something dark, I got to also be like, yeah, that's why. That's my problem. So uh, Meg just seemed to be like super down today. And then Lori comes over to see if they want to go for a drive. And Meg decided with her mother that it's best if she isn't seen out with Lori as much. So she declines and says she's busy. And I was like, why? Like, why can't you be seen out with Lori? That didn't
1: make any sense to me. Maybe she knew that there was more rumors going around or something. Maybe. Or maybe I it's mean- like... They do spend a lot of time together.
0: Yeah. So. Well, it could have been one of those things too, where they were like, you know, you kind of want to look for a husband, so you should probably, you know, um, not be around this guy that much.
1: Yeah. Spend your time with somebody that you want to be with, or maybe it is the fact that, oh, if you spend all your time with them, no husbands are going to come looking.
0: Yeah, that's possible for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um so then they can tell Oh, She's
1: not out yet, that's why. Right? No?
0: Oh yeah, well she isn't out yet, true. So but she's not even supposed to like technically look for a husband when she's not out because they're supposed to send like the whole out season looking for a husband. So I don't know. Like I, I, know. I I'm guessing the neighbor people will probably just talk like you said. Who knows? <laughs> So then they get a telegraph and Hannah immediately runs it out to them and it turns out their father is very ill and they've requested Mrs. March to come at once to blank hospital. Did I write that wrong? I have no idea. <laughs> like, blank hospital. <laughs> Hold on. No, it's blank hospital. Well, B-L-A-N-K hospital in Washington. Who would name their hospital blank?
1: Oh, there was the worst name for a hospital in one book, and I cannot remember what it was. I wish I could. There's this um, area in Michigan
0: that it's called. um, I think it's called Great Blank. Um, We always call it the Big Nothing. That's a hospital? No, it's a city. Oh, Grand Blank something like that why would they name it that i don't know i really don't know maybe it's like after something famous but now it's just lost complete meaning to anybody and everybody i have no idea so um their father's very ill and they request that mrs march comes at once to blank hospital uh mrs march acts in a whirlwind and informs everyone uh who needs to know and tells them to get all the things she needs for the journey. Mr. Brooke came to offer himself as escort for Mrs. Marsh after Mr. Lawrence came, and they kind of like are like, You're too old for this, buddy. Like, you cannot be an escort. He like sends Mr. Brooke over. And this is also- the
1: part, this is the part mm-hmm. where Mr. Brooke makes his move on their mom to the get mom. to Meg. <laughs>
0: I know he's like I'll just like help you escort and like the thing to me is in the 20 like in the 21st century in 2020 imagine having an escort that's a man when you're a woman like that I would be so uncomfortable like no thank you do not send this man with me I do not trust men like no I would I'd rather have another girl go with me anywhere unless I'm like with my significant other
1: Well, usually it's supposed to be like your brother or your cousin, although Mm -hmm. cousins are kind of questionable back then. (laughs) Uh, Like you never knew like what their intentions were. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This is
0: why we don't trust men. Then, now, (laughs) or in the future. (laughs) So then they asked to borrow money from the aunt to be able to make the journey. And the aunt gave it to them with like a shady letter. And then Joe cuts off all of her hair for $25 to help them get um, their father home as well. And everyone is like super upset. And I'm like, it's hair. It grows back. You know, she's not even out right now. It doesn't matter.
1: This was the big scene that I knew about that happened in this book. And this was the only thing that I knew about what happened in this book.
0: I just think it's so funny because like they're constantly acting like her hair is not going to grow back at all. You know, and they're, like, heavily implying that, like, this is what your hair is going to look like for the rest of your life. So everyone goes to bed, and the two youngest girls fall asleep quickly, and then Joe qui- cries quietly about her hair, and Meg comforts comforts her, and she's like, I know I'm being kind of vain, but at the same time, like, this is my hair. And Meg's like, it's okay, like, you can be vain about your hair. And then as soon as they both fall asleep... And at around midnight, their mother comes in and checks on them, which is kind of cute. And then chapter 16, letters. Oh,
1: hold on. Oh, yeah. This was the only part in the story where Meg, to me, felt extremely girly because she was mm-hmm. extremely upset about her hair. But this is Joe. the only part. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Did I say Meg? Yeah, it's okay.
0: Yeah, this is like the only time you actually see Joe do something like kind of girly but I was like maybe if they gave her a cute little pixie cut instead she would have been more okay with it but they like shaved it
1: well back then long hair was like if you cut your hair short that meant that you were a boy yeah but even boys kind of had long hair too yeah so that's why it was like super scandalous in the 20s whenever all the ladies were cutting their hair all short and stuff Mm -hmm
0: cut your hair cut your hair (laughs) um so chapter 16 letters their mother is off and the girls are trying to eat breakfast uh with their mother well their mother's about to leave sorry and the girls are trying to eat breakfast um with their mother before she's off but everyone is just feeling super odd mrs march says that the girls should carry on as usual while she's gone and try not to worry too much Uh, Then Mrs. March is off and all the girls feel like sort of empty and like a piece of them is missing, which I was like, aw. And then after some tears and coffee, the girls get on with their jobs and start their days off as normal. And then every day, Mr. Brooke is sending news and Meg always reads them aloud to everyone and like foreshadowing. (laughs) Um, And then Mr. Brooke sent a telegram over saying that their father was doing a lot better and like taking a turn for the better. And everyone in the house is um, writing one gigantic letter to their mother, which I thought was cute. And then at the end, Lori also writes and Mr. Lawrence says to tell them if they need anything at all. And that's basically all that happened in that chapter. So then...
1: uh, (laughs) No, I don't have anything to add because I don't have any notes under there. It really (laughs) was not... (laughs) all i haven't through is chapter 16 letter to their mother <laughs> literally
0: that's basically all that happened in that chapter but it was like really drawn out for there to be nothing happening <laughs> so uh chapter 17 little faithful so joe caught a cold um so aunt march made her stay home all the girls are starting to grow kind of lazy since their mother's been gone she's been gone for like 10 days at this point And then uh, Beth went over to the Hummels' house, and the baby has been sick, so the baby died in Beth's arms. And I was like, ugh. And, like, previous to that moment, they were all trying to fight over who had to go to the Hummels, and, like, Joe was supposed to go, but um, it ended up just being Beth would go because Joe didn't feel like going. So she went, and then turns out most of the family got scarlet fever, and they told Beth to go home and take medicine right away, and she'd already been showing symptoms when she went back over there, and she'd been hanging out with them for like a week.
1: Yeah, like, why would they tell, I, this is the part that I don't get, you know the kids are sick, mm-hmm. the mother knows the kids are sick, wouldn't it be a good idea to like quarantine them in your house and tell Beth, maybe you shouldn't come over because everyone is sick, I do think that's interesting now that we're like in a Rona environment,
0: like (laughs) our first reaction when someone's sick is to like completely quarantine. But like up until Corona happened, when you were sick, there was this whole thing of like, you need to still go out and live your normal life, go to work, all this stuff. And so it's like, reading this after corona i'm like she's sick you should not be there like you need to never see her anything like that whereas like that was not a thing if you,
1: someone was sick you tried to nurse them back to life like back to safety and i just no, think it's in my house it's always been if you're sick you quarantine yourself and we don't want to catch it like literally really. like literally
0: <laughs> small little yeah so when people are sick in your house
1: Oh, okay. So whenever anyone ever sick in our house, it was always quarantine, but it like not really quarantine. It was just you stay over in your corner and we'll stay over in our corner so no one can catch it. Yeah. So we were always, we were always like that. Like if you're, if you get sick, you're supposed to stay home, mm. not, not go around and spread your germs. But again, this is coming from a family of germaphobes. Mm-hmm. So we're not in the norm. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, we've had um, hand sanitizer in our car for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Beth is already showing signs of having caught scarlet fever.
0: And then they decided to send Amy to Aunt March's house because she's never had scarlet fever. And the older two girls have. And um, they got right to treating Beth immediately, which is good. Um, so, Amy doesn't want to go, but Lori says that if uh, she does, he'll come by every day and take her driving. And then she finally agrees to go. And uh, Lori ran off to go get the doctor, and they drop Amy off and at the aunt's house. And she's gonna make Amy work while she's there. And I'm like, yo, like this girl's already having a stressful time. Her sister is super sick, and you're like, hey, yeah, if you're gonna be here rent free, you need to work. I'm like, okay. So then, chapter 18, Dark Days.
1: Wait, but okay. So, when they send Amy away and Lori promises to entertain her for an hour a day, Mm -hmm. I felt bad for Lori because I was like, oh my God, you have to stay with Amy for an hour.
0: (laughs) I know. Amy's so annoying too. Like, she's really conceited. So, I'm glad, like, this little bit of character development happened to like make her into a better person because she's kind of terrible right now so then chapter 18 dark days and i was like great great i wonder what's gonna happen
1: yeah i thought um no actually i knew that she wasn't gonna die because i was told that she wasn't gonna die but i knew it was about to get really bad
0: (laughs) yo i thought she was gonna die i was like really like you're gonna pick the nicest one out of all these girls and kill her off i was so mad reading this which is why i made a tiktok last night i don't know how many people watched it and they're like why does she think she's gonna die oh yeah (laughs) but i was convinced i was like oh she's dead like rest in peace beth um so beth is really sick and they're not telling her their mother at all because they don't want him to uh they don't want her to worry Mr. March has also relapsed and isn't going to be coming home for a long time now. Um, Everyone is sending Beth good wishes and is super worried about her and they're kind of realizing how many friends Beth actually has, which I thought was really cute. Um, The doctor says they need to send for Mrs. March if she's able to leave her husband because now Beth is like really, really bad. So Joe immediately sends for her mother and joe starts like crying as laurie comes over and holds her because joe is super worried about her and then laurie gets joe a glass of wine to help her feel better and laurie says that he secretly telegraphed mrs march yesterday and that she'll be here that night and joe is like incredibly grateful and then she hugs him and then i think they kiss like they say they kiss but they don't say if it's romantically or platonically at this point point. and she, everybody kisses so much
1: that is the only best part of this chapter. Like, I was like, oh my God, they kissed. But was it on the lips? Was it on the cheek? Yeah. Was it like, come on, give me a little bit more details than that.
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, is this romantic? Is it not romantic? I was like, is it spicy? Is it not so spicy? Like, tell me. Like, because I don't know. So everyone's just like staying up and hoping and praying at this point. And it looks like. Beth is going to start pulling through. It's like 2 a.m. And then their mother finally arrives.
1: How convenient is it that Beth's fever breaks the day that their mother arrives? I know, right? So boring. And then the the best part of this was when they do kiss, Joe and Lori, because I'm still on that. (laughs) it's fine he tells her he's like well maybe i should do this more often and he invites her to fly at him often
0: yes (laughs) i was like shoot your shot laurie like absolutely love that for him they said
1: that he looks like mischievous i can never say that word like mischievous is that right that feels wrong i think so so. i'm not so good at words either jessica's the one that actually tells me if i'm saying it wrong or not (laughs) i it's a lot of these words i've only ever read so i try and pronounce them out loud and i'm like we're shooting my shot
0: in the dark i guess (laughs) so i have no idea but it's just funny to me that like we have that little moment and i'm like is this gonna be a thing like simultaneously i don't want it to be a thing but also like i would not be mad if Lori fell in love with her so (laughs) but i don't want i don't want joe to suddenly change so i'm i'm unsure like i don't want joe to suddenly be like oh no i only care about men and that's what i'm worried is gonna happen here i'm not sure so chapter 19 amy's will i was like great like just get darker for me that's what i wanted Um, So Aunt March is actually the great aunt we find out, and that their dad is her nephew. And so Amy's still hanging out there. She's probably been there for, like, at least a week now. And she's starting to feel, like, super lonely. And she has a lot of tasks that she has to do every day. Like, she makes her, like, dust everything every single day and polish things and, like, all this stuff all the time. I feel like that's a lot of jobs for the fact that she has, like, six servants.
1: Yeah. That, well, I mean, I guess building character? I don't know. I don't know.
0: (laughs) And then we're, like, introduced to Aunt March's bird, who is, like, a bully to Amy for some reason. Like, this bird has a lot of complex sentences that it can use for the fact that birds usually, like, repeat the same thing over and over again.
1: I love this bird. Like, I wish it was my bird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was funny, but it was like weird to me that it has a lot of complex sentences and that it just kind of like says things that goes along with the conversation when normally parrots seem to
1: kind of say whatever they want. So we went to a zoo one time here mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, and we were walking around, and there was a area where all the parrots were, so we were in that area, and someone goes, hello, and we're like, who said that? Because it yeah. wasn't any of us, because, you know, the tone of voice, and then I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, one of these parrots can talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that um parrot, they taught profanity by, like, some- worker taught the bird profanity so every time people would walk by it would like cuss at them
1: yes i saw that <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all i can think about um so aunt has made created a space for amy to go and meditate and like pray and then esther also told amy that her aunt will give the girls all of her jewelry in her will and that she plans to give them some of it when they start coming out which I thought was, like, nice of her to do, I guess. Um, And then while she's praying and trying to be good, she decides to make her will just in case she dies. I was like, that's dark Amy, I guess. Like, okay. And then Amy also makes Lori sign her will as a witness. I was like, okay, bring down the energy in the room, Amy, I guess.
1: I like the fact that they show her misspellings and stuff in the book. Like I think it's funny. Yeah. True.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that too. And then Amy is like super worried about Beth as well. All right. So that's all we have time for today. Uh thank you all so much for joining us. Kendra, where can all the people at the internet find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram when I'm there most of the time and then Facebook and pinterest although i'm not there very often (laughs) and then twitter and it's all k e radke universe i will add that in the show notes and where can they find your podcast oh that's at west post at west post at (laughs) (laughs) they can find the podcast at west coast booksters that's instagram and twitter is wc booksters and on pinterest (laughs) which is just kind of like a joke thing it is i believe west coast booksters too all
0: right perfect and i will add all that to the show notes as well but we will catch you in the next one bye
1: oops i forgot facebook but oh well i don't care
0: i'll add it that's okay (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening to this episode on Little Women. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you all are enjoying them. If you want to help this podcast grow and all that good stuff, I would really appreciate it if you left a review. It's really helpful and it really means a lot to see you guys your guys' feedback. It helps grow and it'll help me do more stuff in the future. If you know you share this podcast, you leave some reviews, all that good stuff, and It would mean a lot. So I hope you'd consider it. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Um, So yeah, next week we will pick up right where we left off on Little Women. And that's all I have for you guys in this little outro. hope you guys are going to have a wonderful new year. Um, I hope 2021 is better for everyone than most of our 2020s were for us. I hope that you all just enjoy the new year um, and your se- finding your own ways to celebrate it I guess I don't know I don't really have much to say on that but yeah have a good new year everybody I hope it's everything you guys want it to be um, our logo was designed by my little sister Sarah our intro and outro song is by Raphael Crux on freepd.com And if you want to find me anywhere, I'm at Barely Bookish on basically everything, so be sure to check me out on my socials. And yeah, have a great new year, everybody.